Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Patient Activation Network podcast. I'm your host, Matt Cavallo. I have with me today Dr. Shauna Pandya. Dr. Shauna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. And thank you so much for being here. Before we get going, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? I think the one-liner about what I do is I live a Batman, Bruce Wayne kind of life. So by day, I am completing a surgical residency. Um, So I'm a physician surgeon completing extra training in basics obstetrics and general surgery. And then I'm also a citizen scientist astronaut candidate. So I get to do cool things like test commercial spacesuits in zero G um, and get to simulate spacecraft landing crash scenarios and how to survive in those. So life is pretty good. You know, we think you're, you're pretty much out of this world. Oh, well, I like to think I'm pretty down to earth. So as we get going here... What is it that that we're talking about here today? So, like I said, I've been through an adventure too in my lifetime. Um, I've had all of these incredible things happen to me. Um, I'm also working towards a private pilot's license. I'm a certified solo skydiver. I'm a competitive martial artist. I get questioned a lot about, oh, hey, you know, your life is amazing. You know, you must be really successful. And what I'm talking about today is the exact opposite of that. So the title of my keynote today will be Success failure, resilience, pushing the limits. Because when you get to perform at a certain level, whether in medicine or everyday life, it turns out that you're not, you don't succeed in your success forever. You don't fail once and that's it. And you're a failure for life. Everything we do, there's ways to keep up the pattern of success. There's ways to overcome failure. These are all lessons I've learned by having lived them. And so hopefully I can impart some wisdom as it were on the, on the masses. And with such a diverse background, why did you decide to get into medicine? I think the official answer is because I became progressively less ambitious as I grew up. So when I was... So the spectrum went when I was four, I wanted to be a superhero and then realized that wasn't something you could do. So then I wanted to be a billionaire richer than Bill Gates and solve all the world's problems. But again, you can't get your degree in billionaireology. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to be an astronaut. And that was the life plan forever. And then I realized, well, you can't get your degree in astronauting either. So then I looked at one of my heroes, Canadian astronaut Roberta Bondar, who was the first female astronaut, Canadian astronaut in space. And she was a neuro-ophthalmologist. And I said, okay, I'm going to be a neurosurgeon. And then and so that was my, my downward trend of ambition. I was like, okay, I'll settle on neurosurgeon. Um, and then for a while, I did train in neurosurgery um, and eventually switched to my current uh, practice in enhanced surgical skills. One of the things that's important to you is improving soft skills with physicians. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, when we talk about the the two ends of the spectrum when we talk about success and failure and when we talk about resilience when we talk about overcoming fear and pushing our own limits you know there's this mythos that exists in society that you know you fail once and you know that's it you're a failure you're done you're afraid of something once and you know okay you're afraid for life but really the bottom line if if anyone takes anything away from what I have to say today is that this is a continuum. It's a spectrum. There's, there's nuance in everything. Um, and so when we fail, you know, we have to dissect our failures. We have to be surgical about them, overcome them layer by layer, and say, what did I learn from this? What, what can I do so that, A, next time this happens, this sequence of events happens, how do I avoid getting into this circumstance in the first place? Or if I can't avoid it, how do I change my own reactions? So I want people to appreciate the the journey and the spectrum, the continuum that comes with all of these lessons. And just remember that word, nuance. 
So let's talk a little bit about physician communication and the patient experience. As you're working on these soft skills, you know, when people come in to see you, what what are some ways or some strategies that you might share to improve communication between maybe a patient that's having a hard time verbalizing why they're there? Yeah. How do you break through that barrier? That's a great question, and I have entire talks dedicated to this. But what I often tell people is we're speaking English, but we're not speaking the same language. And one of my favorite examples is, say I'm a physician, and I have a critically ill patient who comes in, and I need to communicate this to my colleagues, and I need to communicate this to the the family. And I say to my colleague, we have a 39-year-old male. He is critically ill. He has altered LOC. He has a white count of 23, a fever of 39, 100 and something Fahrenheit. We're suspecting sepsis. We've pan-cultured him. We've put him on broad-spectrum antibiotics. He's on ventilator support. Uh, He's on pressors. We need to keep a close eye on him. And at the same time, I would say to the family, your husband or son or father is very sick. We're suspecting an infection. We don't know what's causing the infection. He's not out of the woods yet, but we've put him on the biggest gun antibiotics we have. And if you switch those two scenarios, if I said what I said to the family, to the, my physician colleague, and vice versa, the family would be, you know, flummoxed. They have no idea what I'm talking about. And then my physicians would think, where did you go to med school? And so that's really important. And so when we're talking about learning to communicate, um, really speaking the language of whomever you're trying to communicate with and using the technical language where it's needed, so in piloting, in space, in surgery, is critical, but also ensuring understanding. And I think where that comes into play in everyday healthcare is being a healthcare navigator for those who don't. Um, so when my relatives are in the hospital or when my mom's at a doctor's appointment, I look for the understanding on their face. And when I can see that there is a disconnect between what the physician is saying and what my relative is understanding, I say, do you understand? Or I just take a pause to break it down. Because often what we think we're communicating isn't what the receiving party is understanding. So what are some strategies that you might tell other doctors or, or nurses to kind of break those barriers? You know, use the, use the same um, language. And so um, when I was doing my, my general practitioner um, residency, every time I would come out of a patient room, my preceptor would say, okay, did you ask about the most important thing? And invariably, I would forget. And that most important thing was hunting and fishing in his mind because, you know, he was being semi-facetious, but he wanted to know that I was connecting with the patient, that I was knowing their backstory, that I was getting them to open up. Some of the best physicians I know will throw in the casual expletive or piece of slang when they're conversing with a patient if that's the way the patient's communicating with them. Because if you're communicating in a different way and you're not using the same language, they don't feel comfortable opening up. And then the other part of that is body language. You know, if you're, you're closed, your legs are crossed, you're avoiding eye contact, you're busy typing away notes on your computer without even taking a break to make eye contact, your patient isn't going to feel listened to. Why should they trust you? So really, communication is this entire spectrum, but there's ways we can dig through it and find the more nuanced aspects of breaking down those barriers and earning trust. And in earning trust, getting the information we need. And so sometimes as a patient, like I might smile and nod, but I might have no idea what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Do you have any strategies where you might pick that up that I might be like looking like I'm engaged, but you know that I, I don't understand your plan of care or what you're trying to tell me? Or I'm a big fan of communicating multiple ways, breaking things down, repeating things ad nauseum and ensuring follow-up. Like you, it's it's this multifactorial jigsaw puzzle. And when I've given, you know, certain times primary care visits are complicated and you're dealing with multiple issues, you can limit it to the top 
three most important things, or you can say, okay, that's a lot of information. Let's write it down. I've done that from time to time. It does take time, but also consider that your patient who forgets everything you just said in that 15-minute visit as soon as they walk out and come back again also takes time. So you're, you're ultimately contributing to their continuity of care by spending those extra few minutes. Another interesting thing is that you do study martial arts and, and you're again your pilot license. Are there any lessons from those disciplines that you bring into your medical practice? Oh, absolutely. One of the things, you know, in these high, high stress, high risk in- environments that I talk about is critical decision making. Whether you're flying a plane and you're coming in too fast and at the wrong angle, or whether you're skydiving and you're spinning out of control, or whether you're in a, a, a surgical situation and you have to make that call to go to the OR or not, I just like to say break it down. Ask yourself that first question when you need to make a decision in a critical situation. Ask yourself, go or no go? Regardless of the criticality of the situation, you always have a split second of time to think. It's as simple as saying, do we go to the OR or not? Do we say go or no go? And I think that's, you know, a lesson that started off in these high-risk, high-reward activities I do um, with piloting and with skydiving. And that certainly geared the way I act in medical practice. Yeah, I remember, I think it was uh, Neil Armstrong that said, we want to fail on the ground so we don't fail up there. Absolutely. That's, uh, what did they say? They say, um, bleed in training so you don't bleed on the battlefields. That's so true. So as we're starting to get close to the end here, is there anything that you could share with us about your uh, astronaut journey and what's next for you there? Yeah, sure. You know, I love everything I do in the space sector, and I'm lucky enough to be part of Zero-G campaigns. Um, so we, I was part of the crew that tested the world's first commercial spacesuit in zero gravity, and we've been doing uh, zero gravity or parabolic flight campaigns uh, up in Ottawa, Canada every year. I'm going back next week. And so that's foremost on my horizon next. But one of the best lessons I've learned from that is, you know, you cannot underestimate the value of a solid team. And the the teammates I work with, they're, you know, international, they're interdisciplinary, um, you know, they come from all across the world. They're physicians like myself, there's engineers, there's PhDs who are at MIT, like they're very smart, but they're very good teammates. And I think one of the key lessons that I learned through all my experiences, walk through walls for the people who are important for you, but be willing to do the same. And that's, you know, something I take forward with me in everything, any endeavor I do. We're talking to Dr. Shauna Pandya. As we're getting to the end of the program here, do you have any closing thoughts that you want to share with our audience? I think my closing message is, you know, whatever challenge you're trying to overcome, break it down you know, examine it with a more nuanced eye. Um, But there's nothing that's so insurmountable that, you know, it means that you're defeated for the rest of your life. And, you know, whatever you choose to do, whatever whatever you're doing in life, there, it comes to breaking things down. And there's a way to succeed and continue with success. And there's a way to fail and bounce back from that. And for our friends listening at home, is there any way they can follow some of this cool stuff you're doing online? Absolutely. So um, I am on Instagram and Twitter at Shauna Pandya, S-H-A-W-N-A-P-A-N-D-Y-A. I'm on Facebook, Dr. Shauna Pandya, and then shaunapandya.com. Dr. Shauna, thank you so much for joining our program here today. You know, you mentioned that as a child, you wanted to be a superhero, and, and I think that you've achieved that with, with all the different things you're doing. And uh, we just wish you continued success in the future. Thank you so much, Matt.
She's Dr. Shana Pandya. I'm Matt Cavallo. This has been the Patient Activation Network podcast. We look forward to bringing you another inspirational story soon.